And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davey Risman and Nicky Brennan. Uh, Davey, it's the latter end of part of the year and of course there's not much going on unless you've got a camogie team in an All-Ireland uh, uh, final or something like that, a club final or a mm. Leinster final or something. Um, we unfortunately have, have no more uh, teams um, out at the minute so it's getting to the end of the year and beautifully just while we thought that there was nothing happening, the O'Byrne Cup and the Kyo Cup fixtures have been made. So, um, yeah, straight away, the O'Byrne Cup and the Kyo Cup starting on the first week of January as we are nearly on top of Christmas at the minute. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. And I think probably it carries a bit more significance, those two competitions, than perhaps they have in yeah. recent times with new managers coming in with both teams, you know. And I think we talked about it last week. There's going to be a huge interest in them because of the fact that there's obviously going to be a massive turnover in players like we're going to see plenty of new players we're probably not going to see some of the older players and stuff so uh how they set up as well is, is probably going to be something like i know column's been very vocal in the fact that he wants to um he wants to basically kick the ball a little bit more and from the one game we did see obviously very uh not not a brilliant example but the game against the regional all-stars there was certainly a bit more kicking in it so It'll be interesting to see if that trade continues with the footballers. I suppose with with Shorsha Bulf and like his methods were probably coming across last year in a sense, but he's probably going to look to to welcome back a few players. I know James Toher is back in with the hurlers now, which is obviously a huge boost. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how they go. And like he said, they're going to be targeting like that Kyo Cup, the league, and indeed the Christie Ring because they're all very winnable competitions for them. Um, so very exciting times ahead. Yeah, and just as you mentioned, uh Wolf and, and the Kill Cup, I'll give you the fixtures for uh for Mead in the in, in the Kill Cup because they they have four outings in the Kill Cup. So their first one is going to be against Wicklow, and that's going to be in Bray Emmett's on Thursday, the 5th of January at 8 p.m. The second game will be against Down, and that game is going to be in Kilskier, and that's on Sunday the 8th, so three days later, and that's at 2 p.m in Kilskira, as I said. Then Mead will travel to Carlo on the following, uh, actually, it's not until the 22nd of January. So there's a bit of a break there, two weeks of a break between their second game and the third game. So they travel down to Netwatch Cullen Park on the 22nd, and that game is at 2pm, Sunday the 22nd against Carlo. And then their final game will be against Kildare on Saturday the 28th, it's six days later, it's at 1pm in Rathmaline. It's not absolutely brilliant yeah. that the, the games are being brought to Kilskier 
and to wrap my line there respectively. Yeah, just just brilliant as well. And two hurling traditionally, you know, strong hurling areas in in County Mead. So that should uh, bring great crowds to both those venues. And two unbelievable facilities as well, and and surfaces. Yeah. You know, both of which have. Uh, they've done incredible work with in in recent times, so that's a, nearly a, an official pitch opening in many respects as well. You know, a chance to get people in who wouldn't be to those venues maybe all too often to to get to showcase what they have, and uh, they'll be great occasions. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd imagine, in as you said, Mickey, in the regions that they're located, that they would be really well supported games as well, providing the weather maybe holds up. Yeah, yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Um, the weather hasn't been too kind over the last week or so. Um, let's hope that uh, January is a little bit milder, but we do get the, tend to get the storms. Do you remember the windy league last year? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> games of two yeah. halves, quite, oh, quite a bit, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like Jesus Christ! Like you know, uh, talk about a mean team that we're up against it week in, week out, playing against a gale force wind. But anyways, I'm over as you can hear. Um, just moving on then to Colm O'Rourke's reign as as mead manager. Obviously, played the regional game. Um, it was uh, Mead senior championship select against the regional team, so it wasn't his actual Mead team. Um, although it did have a good few of the players. This is a, our first chance to see his squad, Davy, and they're out before the hurlers on the Wednesday night. This game is going to be in Netwatch Cullen Park on Wednesday the 4th at 8pm, Mead against Carlo. The following Saturday, it's whatever, three days later, Mead will play Leash in Park Tolchin. So a chance for everybody to get down to Park Tolchin for their first home game under Colin O'Rourke. And then Mead will play Longford the following Wednesday night. And that game is going to be in Ashburn. It's a home venue for Mead, but obviously Park Tolchin has no uh, lighting. So that game is going to be in Ashburn. So, you know, three three nice tests for, for, for Colin O'Rourke and his new Mead team. And he'll really want to hit the ground running, I would think. I'd, I'd imagine so. Yeah, it, it's a good competition to get games and and plenty of game time into fellas and stuff. You know, three games in seven days. And uh, looking back to it, last year I think we went. I remember going down to Strab Valley. We played Leash, and uh, they actually beat us. And I, like, yeah. it's funny because I was really impressed with. I know it's only a preseason competition, and I was really impressed with Leash that night. But they never really kicked on and stuff. So, uh, it 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 it's a chance to lay down a bit of a marker for me because. You have to, you're talking about hitting the ground running. When we go into the National Football League, like the first game, obviously, down in Cork, we've ran through the fixtures in detail, uh, what's what's coming down the tracks and that. You feel that momentum is probably a little bit more important this year because of the fact that it's starting in the last week in January. It's kind of nearly week on week. Uh, so it, I think it's important for me to try and get a little bit of early season momentum going into that National League, which is basically going to be as it always is, probably the most important competition that we play in this year. Um, you know, obviously championship is championship, but I think league is really everything for a county like me, as it is for for a number of others. Yeah, yeah, no, I I absolutely agree, and and therefore, you know, you wonder then how you build up momentum because this is Column's first taste of competitive football with his uh, panel, and he wants to get to see everybody. So he's going to have to tinker with the team week on week. So how do you build the momentum going into the league at the end of January? You know, like it, it's it, it's a, it's a catch-22 situation, I think. 
Well, there's probably going to be a healthy competition for places there. Um, so I'm not saying lads wouldn't have put put their best foot forward anyway, but there is going to be a real onus on performing well to try and get basically a jersey because I suppose maybe in recent times it's just the 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 consistency within a squad. We might have maybe ten or twelve of the fifteen pick before our national first round national league games. You know what I mean? Whereas this year, I can imagine a scenario the week before the Cork game, we're sitting down trying to pick a mead team, and we won't have a clue. So I suppose this year of all years, it, it's going to be based on how how lads perform really in that O'Byrne Cup, I would imagine, um, because it's a complete blank slate and, and canvas for everybody with, with a new manager there. So um, I think it carries a little bit more significance than than like it probably has. Previously. Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely think so. And, and it'd be lovely to really, you know, Get that, build that momentum, get maybe two or three wins and get to a semi final or whatever it is. Yeah, another game. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it won't be easy, is what I'm saying, because it's their first chance to see these players in competitive action, that there'll be lots of tinkering with the team. Now, we know that the quality of players there and that we'll say the 35, 40 strong panel that they have, any 15 of them, we would say, should be good enough to put it up to Carlo, Leash, or Longford. So that's that's what I'm saying is trying to build a bit of momentum. You've only got three games to do it, and then you're changing your or you're probably settling on a team then that haven't all played together over those yeah. three games. Do you get me? I just think it's a little bit of a tricky situation they find themselves in. It is, and and like I suppose with the with the unknown quantities, and what I mean yes. by that, and the county capacity, the likes of we'd say Lynchy and, and Sean Rafferty, and uh, you know Sean Brennan, players like this. Uh, who are going to be going in there. We know what they can do and we know how capable they are, but that step up to Inter-County is, I won't say sink or swim, but you know what I mean? It's a massive yeah. step up from what they've been kind of playing their trade at for the last few years. So that'll be really interesting to see can they get to the pitch of it. We're also going to be going in without like, let's, let's be honest about it, a number of sort of household names as well, which we've become accustomed to. We mentioned last week about James McEntee, about Brian McMahon, Brian Menton, Shane Walsh, Ethan Devine. Like, they're not going to be there. So, like, you know, that's that opens up five, almost five starting places, you could say, but certainly five places, you know, in in the matchday squad and that. Opportunities knock for, for the, the aforementioned players that we've talked about, but... Yeah, it, it's going to be different, and I think I, I think the Mead fans will be patient. Um, I think they'll have to be. I don't think this is going to be a quick fix, or we're going to turn ourselves into contenders overnight or anything like that. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a process, and we have to sort of stick by it uh, throughout the course of the season, not just in the early weeks and months. Yeah. So, Davy, I suppose, um, what would you be hoping for from from this um, Auburn Cup campaign with 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 Colum and, and this? It's, have to say it, a new panel. Yeah, you, yeah, I'd love another game. So I'd love uh, a semi-final. It's funny because you nearly don't want to be in the final because generally the final is the week before the first round of the league. And I yeah. always think it's probably nice to have a, a two-week cushion there before that and it can be more harm than it's worth sometimes. But I'd love if they got through the group and they got another game, another good competitive test, we'll say two weeks out. Um, But also you'd love to see, I suppose, the newcomers uh, perform basically and look comfortable on that sort of inter-county stage. I think that's the most important aspect really of the Auburn Cup. I've been talking to a few inter-county managers over the last few months uh, and one of the things that I was talking to them about last season was, mm. you, you know, 
the whole the whole um routine of a year has completely changed because there used to be the dogging sessions December, January, even during the cup competitions. Then you went into your league, so things tapered down and you played your football league and at different stages there was breaks, you got to do some more hard work and whatever. Then at the end of the league, there was a massive gap to the championship. For some counties, it was 10, 11 weeks. And there was another large portion of work, hard work done. That's gone now with the way the championship yeah. is so early and the whole lot. So nearly all the hard work has to be done now. And the football just starts and it's just topping it up a little bit week on week. So th- there is there isn't any luxury anymore for a manager to reinvent his team after a league campaign, you know, that kind yeah. of way. Um, because you just carry on straight into the championship. Do you see that as a, a hindrance for Colm O'Rourke this year? It just depends how we're going, really. Uh, but but you're right, like historically there would have been that gap between the league and championship. And it from what, what I can remember anyway, certainly with Mead, uh the, the lads would always take two or three weeks off nearly. Yeah. And they'd actually yeah. go back to their clubs and play a couple of league matches. That's they not come, the case anymore. They come back and play a couple of championship games. Well, yeah, in back a- in, April. in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like that's you're right, that's all gone. So I was I was talking to an intercounty player myself over the weekend and he was just saying his calendar like is literally, you know, game on game every single week from pretty much from January through to to June, July, really, if you're at the business end of the championship. So uh, I think that's probably why we're talking about hitting the ground running, getting obviously the fitness work yeah. done early in the season and and confidence if you can win a few games the way it is now, particularly if you finish the league strong, that will just snowball into championship. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas if you're struggling, you're kind of dreading that first round championship game because it comes around so quick. We've seen it last year with Mead, how quickly when you know when the national league finished, I think we played was it Derry we played last, and our yeah. first round of the championship was was kind of two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a completely different dynamic to what we would have uh, seen. And this split season, by the looks of it, is here to stay. And uh, it's it's important that we sort of get to grips with it and get used to it because I think we not 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 that we were guilty. There was a number of counties that maybe last year just didn't didn't really get to grips with it first and foremost. Where this year, I think. There's no real excuses. Uh, everybody's had a chance to sample it. Yeah, it's just that safety net of being able to fix what was wrong is not there anymore. If you haven't got it fixed by the end of your league, you're in big trouble. You're not going to yeah. fix it within those two weeks uh, between the league and championship, three weeks, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, no, I just it's it's interesting to be talking to a few inter-county managers and how they've had to completely alter the way they look at a year as well because they, they they have to try and get lads to a certain fitness level and it sounds like now that the onus is more on the players to get themselves up to the fitness level because yeah. because of that shortened season it means that the manager can only work on tactics and ball playing skills etc and all that and you know what what plays they're going to do in a game because they don't have time to work on a player's fitness so the onus is now on the player to be fit and ready when he comes into a panel. So, yeah, I just thought that that, that was interesting. Um, and, look, we want to wish Shorsha Bolfin um, very best um, when he takes over. And, well, he's taken over at the reins of, of the Mead Hurlers when he takes to the sideline for the first time in competitive action in the Kyo Cup. And, of course, Colm O'Rourke as well when he takes to the sideline um, for Mead's first 
um, competitive game under the Colin O'Rourke regime in the O'Brien Cup. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davy, just uh, something as well that I wanted to talk about. Convention was held last week and uh, or the week before maybe. And, uh, you know, a few lads have been moved around and a few people have moved um, from uh, the, the the top table and whatever. But um, once again, German John Kavanagh from St. Dalton's and uh, we're delighted to see that that John will be there for uh, uh, for the foreseeable anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think, is this John's, this could be John's fifth and final year, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So this, is, so. this is it for John. Uh, Paddy Kelly continue as vice. He's already... Um, made it his intention to go for chair this time next year. Uh, and one would assume he'd be in pole position to do so. I think he edged out Dudley Farrell for uh, for vice chair in a pretty closely run vote uh, last week, which was an interesting one to see Dudley running for, for vice chair. He's now Nobber chairman as well. But uh, not too much, as you said, there's not too much fluctuation at the top table. Bit of, bit of um, solidarity there, shall we say. So um, good to see. Yeah, a few people moving around. And Mairead Delaney, the Dunshockland uh, uh, woman, has, has I think she's moved up to be um, the, what is what is the position again? She's gone into, Le- she's with Leinster Council. Yeah, yeah she's a delegate. Council. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that that's kind of, again, that wouldn't be too unusual for the, no. the outgoing secretary to go into a role like that. Um, so she'll continue on her service, uh, having done her five years as secretary. Absolutely, and a good friend of the podcast, Kieran Flynn from Dunsany. He was the PRO, and he has moved into that position, and we're delighted to uh, welcome him into the secretary's position. Sure, Kieran, his father before him was the secretary of the um, county board, so he have plenty of uh, help, but a well-capable lad in that position. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and I think he'll bring probably a little bit of a modern twist to the role as well. so it'll be really interesting to see how he goes, but he's done extremely well. He's gone, yeah. he's done his five years as PRO as well. So it's just kind of fallen nicely. Uh, I know he has gone for secretary before, but but he's the kind of natural choice now at this stage. Um be interested to see how he juggles the the playing and the refereeing as well with the with the role of secretary. Um, but <laughs> but no better man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he loves a he loves a, a hard task, that's for sure. Um, fair play to him, he'll be well able for it. The assistant secretary is Nick Fitzgerald from Kildalki. The treasurer um, is Gene Smith from Nobber. Assistant treasurer, Jim Mullery, who's always been there from Slane. Uh, the PRO, the new PRO, um, taken over from Kieran Flynn, is of course um, his protege, Brian Kelly. He's been, uh, I suppose he's been, 
you know, grooming him for that position for the last number of years. And uh, Brian from Central State will take that position from uh, Kieran Flynn and no better Pukul for that one. Uh, the coaching officer was Martin Blake from St. Bridget's. Development officer is Brian Carberry from St. Vincent's. The Ifigna Gaelge, I got stuck on that one. Um, and I'm normally not too bad with the Irish, is Joe O'Brien from Screen. Uh, Leinster Council delegates, there we go. Uh, Damien Griffin from the Fianna and Ray Delaney from Dunshockland. Um, Griff, another man that's put in serious, serious errors as well as Moraid into that county board. Central Council Delegate is Jason Plunkett from Clannard and the Children's Officer is Michael Bennett from Navajo Matins. Not too much fluctuation around there, Davey. No, no, it's and look, at, you'll see you'll see all sorts about, you know, people will criticise and everything like that. I'll tell you, for I wouldn't put my hand up for one of them jobs, yeah. you know, and I'm all for I'm all for change and I'm all for people getting involved. But until such a time that that people actively, you know, want to seek election for these different roles, I think we're very lucky to have the dedicated people that we have in the county who are willing to put themselves forward for these jobs year after year. Um, and they probably don't get enough credit for that for the time in which they put in. And, and I know we've got that kind of high level top table, if you will, but. But the likes of the stewards in, in Park Talton that are there every weekend of the year, um, yeah. they put in tireless hours of work. Um, they themselves deserve incredible credit. And it'd be nice to see, I suppose, more people getting involved at that level um, because the people that we have are excellent, but they're not going to go on forever either. Yeah. Um, so there is fresh blood probably needed, but that's that's a conversation probably for another day. Yeah, no, I want to echo what you say there because I, I do, you know, you're in company. Someone is going to give out about the top table and whatever and whenever they start it because whether I agree or don't agree with what the top table do, I am not willing to go in and put in the errors that they do. So I'm not willing to criticise them. So whenever somebody starts criticising the top table um, in my company, I say, well, come here, why, why don't you go in and do what, what they're doing? Oh, geez, I wouldn't have the time. Okay, well then, you know, they don't have the time either, but they're making the time to do it. So yeah. give them the respect that they deserve. Yes, I'm, same as you. I'm all about change and all that, but I'm not going to criticise someone who's willing to do something that I'm not willing to put the errors into. I personally, I, I like if I was to take up the position, I'd make the time, you know, even though I don't have the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. that's the, that's the thing. And that's what they're doing. So every one of them that are part of the top table, a huge respect uh, for for the amount of time and effort that you've put into that, so uh, yeah, well said, Davy. Um, absolutely, Davy. Um, the lotos. Um, have we got many lotos this week? I've got one or two, I think. Yeah, I've got I've got a few. Uh, Gail Colin Killer, the first one I have on my list, and uh, their results from last week. Uh, yet another winner, actually. They've I think they've given away something like thirty plus thousand this year. And none to me. No, or me. Um, but mm. this one goes to a local man in Larry Manning, which is nice. I always like to see a club lotto going locally, if if at all possible. Uh, hey, uh, the numbers were. If if we went with the club lottos, <laughs> we're still local. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, someone not from down the country or something. But no, look at you. Pay your money. You deserve to be in with a chance. Six, fifteen, nineteen, and twenty-one were the numbers that he matched. He claims five thousand two hundred and fifty euro, and they'll nice. go again with uh, fifteen hundred. This week, Cortown, uh building up nicely, Mickey, it is. Uh, I think we've got possibly one left before Christmas. Uh, last week, we had 12,100 euro on offer. It wasn't one. The numbers were 2, 3, 4, and 10. 
the 520 or winners were Enda Coyne, Therese Codd, Angie Fitzpatrick, Maeve Burke, JJ and Bridget Mackin. Uh, the Xmas raffle tickets went to Tommy Cully, to Davy Nelson and to Mags Moreau. Incidentally, that draw takes place tomorrow night. I know you're in it, Mickey. Um, yeah. And I know that's probably what you were referencing there in the, the local part of it. But I'd have no problem bringing a thousand quid of a hamper over to your house on Tuesday evening <laughs> if, if if needs be. Um, exactly. Come here, I'd say is we're worried when two, three, four, and ten come out. You don't like to see the low numbers. Yeah, come out. I, I normally have a wink at Jamie Monroe when the numbers are quite high because generally the, the the percentages or the odds will tell you that you're, you should be safe enough. I don't know how we've dodged that one because we have good numbers playing at the minute, as you'd imagine with a jackpot like that. But we live to fight another day. Uh, Twelve thousand two hundred euro next Friday night at courttownga.com forward slash lotto. Um, Dunshocklin and Royal Gales. Their results from the twelfth of December. Um, the numbers were 1, 14, 22 and 26. They had no jackpot winner, but they had three match, three winners who collect 70 or each who are Colin Bracken, Matt McIntaggart and Huey McCarthy. The next draw takes place tomorrow night, uh, December 19th, half eight live on Facebook with 3,000 euro on offer, 200 added to that each week at Club Force. Screen, their results from the 11th of December, 4, 12, 25 and 27. No jackpot winner. They had 4,700 euro on offer next week. The lucky dip winners from last week were Gary Johnson, Dirk Reuter, uh, Connor Giles and Noel Moran. Uh, Castletown, their results from the 13th of December, 1,400 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. 1, 3, 12 and 23. The lucky dip winners collecting 30 euro each were Carol Hickey, Johnny Duffy, Joe Weldon, Lily May Weldon and Olivia Price. Uh, Navin O'Matney's decided to call off their lotto last week uh, due to the weather. Um, but anyone who had purchased the ticket will be valid uh, for next week's or this week's. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. An absolute joke. Yeah. Because the balls uh, wouldn't come out of the machine in the cold weather, would they not? Oh, is that it? <laughs> joke. Joke. Okay, Manalvi, uh, they did play one on uh, Monday night with two 15, 18 and 21, their numbers. They had no winner, but three 20 or winners were Mick, uh, Mick Connolly, Tom Hannafin and Frank O'Sullivan. The next draw is Monday night, 700 euro up for grabs at manalvigfc.ie or you can play that one on the Club Force app. Ball and Lock, the letters were E, F or a U. The was no jackpot winner. Uh, three thousand eight hundred euro was an offer. They'll have one more draw before Christmas. That'll take t- take place on the twenty third of December. Uh, match three winners uh, sharing one hundred euro were Matthew and Oliver Brady, Fergal McCabe, and the one and only Susan Farrell. So congratulations to Susan. Um, that'll buy a few nice whiskies in the lead up to Christmas for uh, out of that hundred euro. Absolutely. And the last one I have, Mickey, is from Minolti. And their results from last Sunday night, the 11th, with 6,600 euro on offer. 7, 12, 13 and 16. No jackpot winner. Six match three winners receiving 35 euro each were Anne Geraghty, Ben Smith, Audrey Govern, Anthony Barry, Holly Clark and John Casty. The special online prize of 50 euro went to Tanya Lynch. And next week's uh, takes place tonight with 6,800 euro on offer. Brilliant stuff, Davey. Uh, Simonson's lotto last Friday night went ahead despite the cold weather around Navin and uh, the jackpot was €1,900. There was no winner. The numbers drawn were 4, 16, 19 and 26. Uh, The cold weather didn't stop them from doing that draw and the numbers came out of the machine. Uh, Derek Howard, Jackie Ryan and Dee Carroll were the three lucky dip winners. Of course, uh, Simonstown 
still making sure that the money is going out uh, before Christmas for all these people. And uh, the next club lotto is on Friday evening and it is €1,950. So um, that's that one. And then our other one is the... Um, Centerstown Lotto takes place every Monday night. It's now €1,600. You can do it on smartlotto.ie or you can go to any of their social media pages and you'll get the link there. And again, they're not worried about the cold weather out in Centerstown. Um, The roads are well gritted out there. Roads are usually well gritted in around the town as well, Davey. I still can't get over Navinam Atlee's saying it was too cold to do the to, to do their, uh, their lotto. Um, I think this PRO title... Um, you know, winning that PRO of the year, I think. Um, I think it's gone to their head up there. It's like the kiss of death, isn't it? Uh, yeah. it's one of them awards. Yeah, starting to rest on the laurels. You know, uh, ah, yeah. we won that. You know, we don't need to do a lot with this week, but hmm. you'll have that. Are we still celebrating? Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah, in fact, I saw a few uh, pictures during the week of Colin O'Brien, and he does seem to be still celebrating the whole. Uh, Title. Well, fair play to you. Um, just to, again, to let our listeners know, over on our Loyal Royals podcast, we have a couple of podcasts coming out this week. We will have the We Are Mead Intermediate Team of the Year, and we will have the We Are Mead Senior Team of the Year. So do look out for those ones. They're going out later this week, and we will be doing our whammies. Uh, at some stage, we'll get that out over the Christmas, and uh, they are kind of like the Grammys, but they're the We Are Mead ones, and uh, we'll be giving out all of our awards in that podcast where we'll be giving out, you know, Referee of the Year and uh, uh, Moan of the Year, um, probably came from Davey, I'd say, um, was the Moan of the Year, and all that kind of thing, you know, but do have a listen to that podcast, and um, that one will be coming out over Christmas. It's a bit of crack, but um, yeah. If you have any nominations for things that happened over the course of the year, do send them in to us and uh, we'll consider them for a whammy as well. So uh, do get in contact with us if you have any things that happened in the GEA community over the year that we could use in our whammies. Um, that's that. Um, Davey, we'll move on to Instagram. I think we may have had a few lads in contact. We have indeed. Yeah, nice blend. Uh, first up is Joseph Blake and he said uh, New Jersey. Yeah, is there has has there been any leaks yet of the New Jersey? It didn't come out in time for Christmas anyway. Uh, no, it didn't, and I don't think it was it was ever going to. I, I, maybe I I was dreaming, but I think I did catch a glimpse of of what might be the New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, be interested. I, I I don't have it. I genuinely don't have it on my phone. If I did, uh, I I'd show you without sharing it with you, obviously. Uh, but but it's it's a bit different from what I've seen. Um, I'll I'll just leave it out there until we get to see it properly and get people's opinions. But I'm not sold on it yet. Anyway, okay, I, that must mean it's retro, and I like it then. So <laughs> uh, it's it's it it might be half retro. Okay, okay, one half retro, one half you. So to try to keep everybody happy. Interesting, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And, and no one will probably be happy. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, Jack Walsh, the probably question came in a little bit too early. He just said Argentina or France, as we know now, it's um, it's messy. To go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, what, what, what a World Cup final, in fairness. Um, it was full of drama. I don't know if football was the best in it at times, but um, serious entertainment, like. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well, then, 
At Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer, on 046. 955-1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. Cormac Brown said Bob Farley, underrated footballer. You you can answer that one, Davey. I, I'm not getting into the middle of that one. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what's going on over there. Bridget's and Oldcastle, they get so close, don't they? For for close rivals. But uh, nice to see Cormac Brown interest- saying that about yeah, his his yeah. His did he rob his phone actually maybe well, possibly yeah because I, I know that, yeah, they do yeah, socialise from time to time together yeah, don't, yeah. don't think Joe Blake could be that friendly now, uh, yeah. comment. Um, but yeah no I, that's something that we I never talked about the advert that we played during this We Are Me podcast I'm surprised that nobody in North Mead we'll say from the Lock Crew region has uh, has not commented on that but um, yeah that's an interesting one that's just a little thing for the Lock Crew ones see if you can uh have a listen to that advert and come back to us and tell us, do you know who it is that's in that advert uh, for um, for uh, PR Coin and Sons and uh, Husqvarna uh, dealership? Yeah, okay. the Husqvarna ad. Uh, Sean Gurk said, Derek Caffrey from Ballinlock heading down under missing the 2023 season. Wow. Um, I haven't heard that. Uh, that's first first I've heard of that now. I, I don't think Con Cleary would be too happy with that, but uh, he'd be some loss. Yeah, well, like, this is going to be a big thing in the next few months, I think. Um, there's so many young guys that I know that are all heading to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Faulkner said, Shawnee Fitz didn't make the A91's all-star team of the season. Big shock. Uh, I don't know who A91 is. But I, I think it's, it's, is it like a soccer. Is it, do an MDL do a team of the year or something now? Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Of. I think it's somebody from MDL or something like that. Yeah. But it's funny. They have a habit of this. They don't like to give Gaelic footballers um, uh, any accolades at all. Okay. Yeah, Shawnee Fitz just replied and he says, Beanie Faulkner, top scorer in the league, not making team of the season. That would be another big omission, you'd imagine, as well. Yeah, same happened to me uh, back oh, in did the day. It? Same happened to me back in the day. I scored... 20 the 31 league goals. Um, in to take that so that that's about I'd say you scored about 18, but year on year it's gone up by one every year. No, 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 no. Honest to God, 31 league. Um, I scored 31, Darren Murray scored 28 in the same season. Um, we just avoided a relegation actually, but we were both the top scorers in the league that year. We had a terrible defense, and then playing in the league division in division one. Uh, a few years ago, we won Division One, and I, I, oh, I scored a mountain of goals um, that year. And I apparently I was told I had to come to the dinner dance because I was Player of the Year. And when I got there, I wasn't Player of the Year. I wasn't even one of the three nominations. I was already. Did you go straight yeah. after dinner? 
No, I stayed around. I was like, oh, right. fuck, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but uh, th- what I'm saying to you is that I feel they're paying the MDL. You have this thing against guys who play soccer or play Gaelic as well as soccer. Yeah. Um, Mickey Burke said, Briny Mack and Jimmy McEntee, question mark, exclamation mark. I think we've sort of touched on that, haven't we already? Yeah, we mentioned it last week as well that we think that they, well, they are no longer going to be part of the league panel. Well, James McEntee, he might be. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, yeah, probably unlikely. Uh at this stage, but yeah, there's a maybe still a glimmer of hope for him. But yeah, Bryony McMahon and and a few others, uh, the likes did of Bri- Divine. Did Bryony step away? No, uh, I don't no, think so. He just wasn't brought back into the new panel. And Eaton Divine, did he step away or was no? He no, he okay. was admitted. Yeah, by the, by the looks of it, yeah, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not entirely Shane, Shane sure. Walsh. Shane Walsh actually is taking a year out, so yeah, I think that's his own call. Okay. Uh, and he's going well for the college and that. That's that's a bit disappointed now. Uh, well, you, this time, this time last year, he was going really well for um for the college. Um, there was some unbelievable videos of mm. him up on uh online this time last year. Um, when he came back into the county team, he was struggling to find that form. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that I, absolutely. I, I just think it might have been another chance for him to just get a new lease of life and stuff. But look. Yeah. At, we, we, I think he would. I, I think he would have been. He would have been ideal for the way Colm O'Rourke yeah. plays football. Yeah. Joey Mooney uh, said Castletown semi-final venue. Uh, I just checked it. There is no word on a yeah. venue yet. I checked I that earlier on myself. In the country. As well. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be what uh, the first weekend. So you're talking maybe the fifth or sixth, isn't it? Seventh, I think. Is it seventh? Seventh uh, or eighth of January, so the Saturday is the seventh, the eighth yeah. is the Sunday, and um, yeah, two weeks, two and a half, three weeks to uh, to get that uh, fixture out. But it'd be nice to know. Absolutely. Uh, next one is from Robert Perfield, and he said, "What do the Mead ladies need to do for national recognition? No awards for them last night on RTE." Yeah. Yeah. Do we mind? Um, you know, do we need national recognition for them? Um, maybe that is something that will drive them on again in this year, you know, that kind of way. Um, if it was Dublin that were after winning the last two All-Irelands in the fashion that me did, there'd probably be a huge recognition for them. Um, yeah, I, I would have loved, though, just, I know this is, but, like, for him, and he was up for manager yeah. of the year, and he's obviously stepped aside now and stuff. Uh, it would have been lovely for him. I, I thought it would have been nice recognition for him having, you know, obviously stepped away. And yeah, 100%. I agree. Uh, but, but, but like, there's like, I personally thought David Clifford was a shoe in for sports personality of the year. I thought he was the best sports person who won. In, in who, who won Katie Taylor got okay, okay. Yeah, like, look at I wouldn't complain with that either, but I, I just thought David Clifford was a, was a class above, but yeah, maybe, maybe just GAs and um, you know. Whatever. I in, thought in their, uh, in their minds. I thought what's her name? Uh, the jockey um was probably uh, Rachel she, Blackmore. Rachel Blackmore. I thought I she think, was, was she last year, no? Did yeah, she, she was last year, year yeah, but then yeah. she was the first lady to win the gold cup, wasn't that right this year? The Grand National, was it? No, the gold cup this oh, year. Oh, the gold it? cup this year, yeah, Grand National yeah, last year. Okay. Last year. And she was the yeah. first ever woman to win the, the gold cup and continuing on in her fine vein of form. I thought that they might do do it that way. But anyways, look, um 
Look, if anybody wants to know the real winners, go and listen to our Loyal Royals podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all that matters, yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. The whammies, <laughs> the whammies. Um, we might even do the real national treasure. Mead yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob's son, Killian, is in touch as well. He said, how will Mead do in Leinster this year? Yeah, look, I suppose it's too early to maybe <clears throat> start speculating on that. We have to see how uh, the O'Byrne Cup goes, what kind of... Um, uh, style of play that Colum is going to go with with this lead team who's the personnel that he's going to go with what his team is going to be when it's settled come the league um, or nearly settled come the league um, I just don't want to answer that just yet Davey um, no, I, but I, I think realistically the, the side of the draw we're on and stuff I think we'd have to be looking at a Leinster final um, but yeah yeah, it is yeah. you're right you, until we get it Proper chance to look at them. It's hard to, to say too much. Yeah. Uh, and then the final one, I think, is from Joe McWeeny. And he said, is Shane Walsh on the Mead panel? Who are the keepers? Well, I think we just broke the news to him there a couple of minutes ago about yeah. Shane Walsh. Um, and, uh, yeah, disappointing that Shane won't be involved. Um, but the keepers, I think, Davey, we have three keepers involved, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's Harry Hogan, obviously. He'll likely be number yeah. one, you'd imagine. I think Sean Brennan is in there as well, which That's is right, great, yeah. the Dunnery man. And the third one who I know will fluctuate between the 20s and the seniors is actually Billy Hogan, who's Harry's younger yeah. brother. Uh, now, to the best of my knowledge, he'll be the only under 20 that Colum may occasionally dip into uh, look at. Uh, and Andy Colgan has obviously uh, stepped aside or, or you know... Um, uh, been omitted or whatever for having given you know a few great years of service to Andy. Absolutely. Sorry, the phone went off there. Guess who sure. it was, Davy? Column. Yeah, Jelly. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a good old sportman there, Jelly, just ringing me. Um, I had texted him something earlier on about the signing Sir Lotto, and I think he decided to ring me back. Um, but uh, yeah, um, interesting. The three keepers there with Mead, Andy Colgan stepping aside. You know, uh, and what you're saying that the only under 20 player that will be um, fluctuating between the two panels is is, is young Hogan. And uh, I'd love, to, there's one player I'd love to see uh, fluctuating between the two of them. Um, and I don't want to compare him to the likes of aforementioned big name that you said. And stuff like that, but there's, there, I think that there's an absolute gem on that under twenties team, and he's still playing Leinster, or he's still playing all. He just won a Leinster, and he's playing all Ireland semi final against the aforementioned uh, yeah. two freaks. And uh, I, I, I'd love to see him in there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I still think all in good time. I think he'll get there, and and you know, I think he still has a little bit of development to do to get to that level, but. Yeah, it will happen, obviously. Yeah, uh, I do think that he's he, he could be one of our uh, uh, one of our biggest talents going forward, and I hope I hope he can uh, he, he can go on. Everybody knows we're talking about Reen O'Connell anyway, I presume. Reen McConnell, yeah, yeah, or Reen McConnell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did I say Reen O'Connell? Yeah, no, I said Re- you said Reen McConnell. Yeah, um, no, I just. Look, he's he's uh, he's concentrating on Castletown anyway at the minute. But um, you know, he's he's a freak of a player. He really is. Um, yeah. And 
yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him and how he how he develops as a footballer over the next couple of years and and what he can do for me football when he does eventually break through onto that uh, senior team. Davy, have we anybody else uh, getting in contact from uh, Instagram? Chine, I think I'll do one more quick refresh. Uh, no, we're we're all good. Okay, well, I suppose all that's left to do, Davy, at this stage because this is our last We Are Me podcast before Christmas is to wish all of our listeners. Very, very happy Christmas and thank them for everything all year. We want to thank our sponsors. We've had a whole host of sponsors this year from PR Coin and Sons to um, the Blackwater Inn in Kells, George and Patricia Plunkett down there. We had Kiko Sports, um, who did our team of the year jerseys for our night in uh, the Blackwater Inn. Um, after the championships and to all our listeners and to everybody who signs up to our podcasts without use we wouldn't be able to do this and we want to thank you for uh, for all your support all year and wish you a very very happy Christmas Davey have you anything to add to that? No likewise uh, we've had a great year Mickey um, the All-Stars was, was a huge success and first time we ventured into that so uh, it's been a great year and in, in terms of the club football that we've we've brought the commentaries everything thanks to our sponsors thanks to all the listeners Everyone on Instagram who contribute to us week on week as well, uh, it's really appreciated. And hopefully, we might see a few of the listeners out over Christmas for a for a pint or two, maybe. Absolutely. Well, we're going to be out on the twenty seventh, Davy. We won't tell anybody where we're going to be. He's can find us. He's are more than welcome to join us. But yeah. uh, that's it from this episode of your We Are Me podcast. Remember, we are made. Why it matters more. Oh, oh, oh.